Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jay. He's Maddie. This is Yankee and the Brit Sports Talk. Today, we're going to talk Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, Jimmy G, and the Dolphins. All right, Maddie. Let's start with the elephant in the room. It's got to be the Deshaun Watson six games. I'll start by saying people got mad at me. If you remember, if you go look, there was three people who got very upset with me in one of our videos when I said I wouldn't be shocked if Deshaun Watson got four to six games, even though I think he should get a year because of the precedent set by the NFL. And I think that's why we ended up with six games is that weird precedent that they didn't slap Robert Kraft for getting a rub and tug. Yeah, I think, um, by the way, hi, everybody. Sorry, we've been away for a while. I'm currently in Prague and we've had weird Wi-Fi problems and all of that kind of stuff. So, Oh, sorry I'm for... in Prague. Look at me. I'm in Prague. <laughs> Travel around here for a little bit. So, um, uh, ba basically, yeah, that's why we've been away for a while. But we're back now. Should have found some decent ways to connect us on Wi-Fi. So that should be good. Um, in terms of the Deshaun Watson news, I mean, it's just, it's awful. I mean, in a time where every other sport seems to be going more towards women and seems stuff seems to be kind of trying to move that kind of way, the NFL slapped Deshaun Watson with only six games for 24 counts of sexual misconduct. On top of that, Calvin Ridley bet on a few games, still stupid, still should get banned, but he got a whole year out. And I think... It's that kind of point, like, why don't the NFL give as much of a shit about women as they do about gambling? Well, the NFL on this one can go, it was Judge Susie, it wasn't me. Like, we hired this lady to do this shit, and this is what she said. So, like, that ain't on us. And I'm not saying what he did was right at all. I am not justifying what Deshaun Watson did, but can we quit pretending he wasn't suspended a year last year, too? I know it wasn't a suspension, but they said, go away. We're not going to play you. Stay at home. So I'm like, I get it. Like, it's where do you, if you're the player, you're like, I already got a year. But if you're the NFL, you're like, no, you didn't. You got paid. But it's good for the NFL on that if they decide not to appeal it because they'll just cut this lady's balls off with a bad choice of words. But they'll cut her legs off with all of her power. If the first time she makes a ruling, they're like, nah, appeal, Roger Goodell's going to do this. So I almost think the NFL has to accept the six games and move on, or they turn the whole new system into a kangaroo court. Yeah, I mean, I guess it comes down to the way that everything, like the, the way that the law legally works. I mean, he's technically not getting charged with anything. It's all civil disputes as well. And this he's settled it outside of court and we all know that the fucker is guilty on most of these. They only said, they said two. So the NFL only used five cases to prove his guilt. And the judge said one of the cases wasn't even relevant. So there was only four cases that the NFL felt they could prove. And I say only four, like four women is a lot of women. Don't get me wrong. But when you're talking in the just numbers, math from 26 to four, there's some weird, like, that's some weird calculating there, too. So we're never going to get all that information. We're never going to get the truth, I don't think. of a, He did something, but what exactly happened, we're never going to get the truth. Yeah, I think that the four that he hasn't been able to settle yet, like, fully, there's still some... There's still all some but four are settled. Exactly, all but four are settled. They're the four that they're using. And then the that's not the same four. 
Is that is it not the same? Wow. No. Uh, Pat asked Ian Rappaport about that yesterday. It's not the four that didn't settle, but there's only four. There was five cases the NFL thought proved his guilt, and the judge said you can't use one of them because that chick lied way too many times. Yeah, that that and it was that was a newspaper article. The fifth one, like some weird newspaper article, doesn't count as and evidence. Like one of the family members came out and said, "Oh, she loved Deshaun until the first lawsuit came out, and then." So they think that one might have been a money grab, which is true. There's probably a few money grabs in there, but when 26 people accuse you of something, something's going on. Yeah, that's the thing. When four can when four can prove it beyond beyond reason, four feel that they can prove it beyond doubt. Like then that brings the other 20 people into the thing who can't prove it because a lot of it is she said, she said, he said. So I think like you're going to struggle to prove what she said, he said, but then if there's four people that can definitely prove it, then that brings the others into play. Um, that brings the others into play a lot more. But yet, technically, no legal foul play means that the NFL can give six games. That's the same amount of games that they gave Ezekiel Elliott for um, whatever he did. Like n nobody really knows who. Like he pulled that girl's shirt down in front of a camera. Remember, he grabbed her top and whipped her boobs out. Yeah, exactly. Like same as they gave, same as they gave Ezekiel Elliott for that same kind of deal. Same as they gave. Um, who else was it? Uh, Adrian Peterson got about four to six games. Isn't that what Ben got too? Big Ben four or six games or something. Games as well. Like this is clearly the precedent that they've decided to set, and I just think that's disgusting and horrible. And as far as okay. I'm aware, until Deshaun Watson proves himself completely innocent, he shouldn't be playing football ever again. Good and see, and I think he did something. This, my personal opinion, is I think he's guilty of something. But I also have a very big problem, and this might be an American thing, but I have a very big problem with the NFL punishing him when the court said we're not going to charge you. The court said, two courts said, not enough evidence to even bring up charges. My, If my job did that, if I, like, oh, let's, I'm self-employed. If my wife's job did that, she could sue the fuck out of them because she never got brought to court. So there's this weird thing. As an American, it's weird to me how the NFL can do things that other employers can't. And that's a problem to me. Like, why do they get so much exemption when they're billionaires? They shouldn't get these exemptions to run it however they want. They should have to follow the same labor laws. So that's where the weird thing, it's not innocent or guilt to me. It's that they get special exemptions that bothers me. Yeah, it's because in the court of law, you have to prove it beyond reasonable doubt if you're the prosecutor. But as an employer, you're legally allowed to, if somebody's bought your Not my wife. Not in the regular jobs though. It, only in professional sports where you sign that code of conduct. You, my wife can be accused of 17 million things, but if you don't ever get found guilty, they can't fire her. And if they do, you can sue them. So, but the NFL gets these, like they get these labor law passes because they have a collective bargaining agreement. And they're also exempt from a lot of shit that they shouldn't be under, under like some law that they gave them back in like the seventies. And so they get a lot away with a lot of shit. They shouldn't be. That's my problem. Not Deshaun Watson, but this is, it comes over because of the Deshaun Watson thing. So it's a weird, really weird situation in the reverse. Like, Oh, Ray Rice gets two games. 
Now we saw the video and we want to give it more. They couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's this weird stuff that they get these weird exemptions. I fucking hate it. But I thought Deshaun Watson should have probably got a year. Um, but it is what it is. And for football, this is probably a good outcome for Browns fans and for just the excitement of football. But it puts... I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole, but it makes the NFL same like sound like they go, well, fuck women. Yeah, basically, that's how I see it. I'm a bit depressed about it. Like, obviously, good news for Browns fans in terms of the sporting stuff, I guess. But how comfortable do you feel cheering that guy on? But I guess if he's making your team win, then they'll cheer him, as we've seen, the way that people have gone for it. Uh, you know... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that's, that's fine. I'd finish. I was, I was just going to say, you know the Browns were my darling sweetheart team last year. That's not going to happen this year. No, definitely not. And I mean, even in that division, if you're missing, he's going to be their quarterback now. Uh, Jacoby uh, Brissett. Brissett, yeah. Even if you've got Jacoby Brissett for six games, you feel like they're going to be left behind in that division a little bit by the, uh, by the Bengals, maybe the Ravens get it together. Like even that six games feels difficult. Um, but you're glad to only be missing for six games. Plus he has to come into a system where he's never played before. He hasn't played for an entire year before this. There were question marks over his consistency a little bit. So we'll see where that, we'll see where that ends up like after a whole year, because obviously he's got the numbers in Houston. It's not got the wins, but that's because Houston are absolutely atrocious. So we talked about this before. We talked about that before. That. He's a talented quarterback, but we Houston that good when he was there? No, but Houston is awful. But Davis Mills won. How many games? Did, how many games did they win last year? Four. Three, four. Four, I think. Yeah. Like Davis Mills would want less game than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, we talked about this. Like, if you look and you go by, if you just put stats and wins up and throw the picture and the name out, are you really going to say that Deshaun Watson's better than Dak? That he's better than Cousins? That he's better than um, a lot of the other guys in the mid tiers? You know, not the top elites because he doesn't have the wins, and we can blame it on the team. But even when the team was fucking stacked and they were supposed to do stuff before O'Brien got rid of everybody, when they still had Clowney and J.J. Watt and Hop, and they didn't win nothing. So I get, I think he's a great quarterback talent-wise. I don't argue that. But we almost give him a pass for shit that we kill other quarterbacks for. And his leadership qualities are obviously called into question when he's this kind of guy. Like, how, like I know everybody goes in like, yeah, Deshaun's my quarterback, like he's been proven innocent, blah, blah, blah. But how many of the NFL players can really sit there and go like, damn, we got rid of Baker Mayfield for this guy who's been charged with 25. Like, they seem to like Baker Mayfield. Like, the dressing room didn't, apart from OBJ and stuff, like they didn't seem to dislike Baker too much. But you got rid of Baker, won the first. He was, he felt very Cleveland, like he kind of suited the place. Um, he won their first playoff game in however many years. Uh, and then you get rid of him to bring in a guy who's now got 24, 24 lawsuits under his name 
they'd have to settle 20 of them before taking them to court and there's still four out there and you've got to feel like you want to support that guy and you've got to back him in the locker room and they just his leadership qualities weren't exactly exemplary in Houston now how are they going to be in Cleveland and I just I just don't see it going as well as everybody thinks he's been he's missed the year he's then missing six games and he's meant to come in and carry the Browns to a playoff. I just I just don't see that happening. Stacked roster or not, which it is. Yeah, I hope Jacoby Brissett goes 6-0 and and makes them really have to go, what do we do? Do we pull a guy who's won six straight games for the guy we're playing 230? Because you'll have to look like an idiot either way. And the Browns put this in their situation. And it'd be great for Jacoby Brissett. None of this is his fault. I hope it'll never happen. I hope he goes 6-0 and and puts the Browns in the worst possible position they could be in of looking foolish i want josh rosen to win the job and go six and oh yeah i forgot they signed rosen yeah i forgot that <laughs> i feel like that guy de- i feel like that guy genuinely deserves a chance in the nfl yeah like do you know yeah he did not get not, one like do you not like all right they, they kind of said that and jacoby Brissett, you know what jacoby Brissett is you know he's a perennial. We don't know what Josh Rosen is. We, we don't know. And I mean, he's gone to other teams and they've kind of like had him in as their third string and then cut him. But you just feel like maybe just put the guy on the field and just see what happens. Just give him a go. But that's just me. I kind of want to give him a go and then that'll make him look even stupider because they could have picked up their starting quarterback for absolutely nothing. Or. Baker Mayfield goes to Carolina, goes absolutely insane as well, takes Carolina to places where we never thought Carolina would go and it worked. Turns out it's not Baker's fault. Like there's so much stuff that I want to happen. Like I found myself actively cheering against the Browns this year when all last year I was cheering for them. And that's the Deshaun Watson effect that they've had. Okay, I like Baker. I think he's a fucking idiot. I would have never took three million less to go to Carolina. I would have forced them to cut me. I would have forced the Browns to cut me. I would not have went to Carolina. I know he just wanted out. It was probably like, I want to stop dealing with this. I need to get in there, learn the new system, that kind of thing. I get from a player. You're like, I want to play. I got to get the time. I got to learn the system. I'd have made them cut me because there's no way I would have let them get off with not me losing 3 million and let them get off with not paying me my whole 18 and a half. Yeah, plus you've got to end up in Carolina, and that's no slate in the state. It is. Carolina, it Carolina. is. That's fine. It's just the team is what I was going for. But just fuck me. Like, ending up there, I going from the Browns roster to the Panthers roster is not the nicest thing. And the, there were teams out there that could have done with Baker if he was cut. Like there were the Giants? Giants. 49ers, imagine, imagine, he, sit, he sits, Jimmy Garoppolo goes, Baker comes in as the backup for Trey Lance, Trey Lance is garbage, and Baker winds up with the 49ers roster. If you're Baker, and I don't know if this was even a possibility, but if you're Baker, and you could have went to Tampa Bay, and still got your 18.9, sat behind Tom Brady for one year, and then took over... I thought that would have been a win-win-win across the board, too. But it's hard as a player to say, I'm going to sit when you want to play. I get that. But I think you would have got a whole year to learn that Tampa system. Been with Brian Lefwich the whole year. Got to learn. Brady would have been a great mentor. And then take over for him. I think it would have been exciting. 
gone to the Steelers and got to beat the brakes off Deshaun Watson two t- like twice. I'll get the opportunity to beat the brakes off Deshaun Watson twice. That would have been fun if he got cut, but he they he went and he's in he's in Carolina now. But I think that just adds salt into the wounds of the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Like, how much better is Deshaun Watson going to be missing a year than missing six games than Baker Mayfield, realistically? the, re- the One of the reasons that they cited not picking Cap up, uh, like Colin Kaepernick, him being out of the league for so long, was, oh, he's out of practice, he's out of practice, he's out of practice, when he'd only been gone for, like, a year or two. And that obviously, so that's obviously bullshit, but, like, when a guy's been out of the uh, out for a year or two, then he's going to be missing a few steps. Well, I want to ask you: Do you think that the 49ers are doing Jimmy G dirty? Because I do. They waited so long that I don't think somebody's going to want to pay him that twenty. What is it? Twenty-five, twenty-eight million, or whatever. He's old this year. I think he's going to have to take less to get to even get traded, and then. I keep hearing the Giants come up. If you're Jimmy G, do you really want to go to the Giants? Yeah, the pro- the problem is with the teams that Jimmy G could go to is they just don't suit Jimmy G at all. Seattle would so, like, be great, them- but do you trade? I don't think 49ers trade him to the Seahawks. So the one team he would probably be good because you're not going to win this year, but they definitely could build around and get a solid team around Jimmy G would be Seattle. And you got some weapons at receiver. You need work on the offensive line. I get that, but I don't think that they'd ever let him go in the division. If you're Jimmy D, if you're Jimmy G, do you not just sit for your 23 million? They can cut him without after now they can cut him with owing him zero. If they cut him before week one, they owe him zero. Okay, but if they cut him, then that opens up his that opens up his right. But if they wait, yeah, but if they wait till the day before the season starts, then you don't even get a chance to learn the system. You're going to have to sit three weeks before you can even play for your new team. Yeah, exactly. But that that might be the that might be and the then, bet that he has to be the bet that he has to take. Yeah, but then he's going to get what seven, eight million instead. Of, like the 49ers did him so dirty, is my point. Like they did him so dirty. And it's not like he hasn't been like go 49ers, like t- took them to a Super Bowl or anything like that. Like I know it's his fault that they didn't. I mean, they, they were up, so it's not 100% his fault. The defense could have fucking stopped them for a little bit, but if he doesn't miss that throw. And they probably win the Super Bowl, obviously. But on the same chance, he did take you to the Super Bowl. He's been nothing but professional in the face of Trey Lance. I'm sure he's helping Trey Lance at training camp. Like, that's the Jimmy G thing to do. Like, I'm sure he is there helping Trey Lance. If you're Tampa Bay... (laughs) No, I couldn't even get that out. No, I thought about it too. Like, if you're Jimmy G, are you willing to sit behind Brady again? Well, it's if you're Tom Brady, you're willing to have Jimmy G behind you again. It depends whether Tom's actually retiring this year. Well, he's not retiring, but he's leaving Tampa. So, I don't think yeah. Tom would I mean, care. Could... Yeah. 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 I think it's completely different Sorry. than New England. You know what I mean? I think Tom felt like he had four, five, six years, seven years left in New England when they drafted Jimmy G. Now he knows that. I got a couple years left and I'm only staying in Tampa for one. 
yeah, they've done him so dirty, and I just don't understand why they would. Well, uh, it's because the only team that's going to trade for him is Seattle, and that's in division. It has to be. But then, but then you get them to trade to eat their to eat their cap, surely. Well, my guess is Seattle says we'll give you X um, picks if you let us negotiate with Jimmy and get a new contract before we trade. And then they talk to Jimmy and be like, we'll give you 12 and, you know. <clears throat> but if they, if they cut him and he goes to Seattle anyway. Like, like right, but I'm just saying if you hold him up till the before the first week of the season, you set everybody behind the eight ball. But if it's Seattle, that if you're worried, I'm sorry, if you're the 49ers and you're worried about Seattle with Jimmy G beating you, in the division then you fucked up like that's the that's the thing like Seattle I get that from a fan's perspective yes but as I think like from a coach and a GM you're always most worried about your divisional opponents like even when the Lions were awful and we would beat them every year it was like they would fight us to the end they would fight the Packers to the end too it was something about those divisional games the Lions just stepped up you know even though they were garbage but I get your point like I'm not worried about Seattle this year and Jimmy G doesn't scare me anyway but NFL play or um, NFL organizations look at it completely different I think I love Jimmy G in New York I think New York would really suit him. I bet you do. The issue of... (laughs) No, I don't like him in New York for that reason. I don't know. I'm a weird one with Daniel Jones because I feel like I've seen enough from Daniel Jones to suggest that he's got loads of talent there. It's just I've also seen enough from him to know that he will give away games because he can't hold on to a ball. I wouldn't even want that dude as my backup. That's how far off we are on Daniel Jones. Yeah, whereas, that, whereas Jimmy G's not going to give up a game for you. Like, Jimmy G's no. not going to be the real reason he loses the game. Like, he might, lose, he, might, he might miss one pass, and that could be the reason why you lose the Super Bowl. But, like, he also got you, what was it, like 14 points ahead or something like that. And, yeah, Jimmy G's never going to lose you a game. I, I just couldn't imagine him behind that <laughs> offensive line. Like, could you imagine Jimmy G behind that offensive line? Like, really? Like, Dan- Daniel Jones behind the offensive line. Like, at least the guy can run. Like, he, he can run fast and then trip over one yard out of the end zone. 20-yard line, anyway, yeah. Beyond the point. Uh, yeah, whereas Jimmy G, like, you feel like he can't do that. So it doesn't really fit that well. But I just think he feels very New York. Like, he's a good-looking dude. Like, he just... Like he's like classic American guy. Like if you were to pick a Captain America of the league, like he would look like Jimmy G. I mean, is I, I don't know who the Captain America of the league is. That's a good idea for a podcast, off-season podcast. You know, the superhero characters for the league that'd work. Um, Deshaun Watson is the Joker. Uh, if we're going super villains as well, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think Jimmy G. There's not really anywhere for him to fit in because the teams where he fits perfectly have already gone. The Colts, he's a better fit than Matt Ryan because he's a bit younger. The I think Matt Ryan's Colts. better, but that's here nor there. But okay. Yeah, yeah. the Commanders have got Carson Wentz now. I, if I'm the Commanders, I'm still taking Jimmy G for when Carson Wentz falls apart. But you know, uh, who else? Well, the Steelers. The- 
have to commit to Kenny Pickett now. Well, here's a good transition. How about the Dolphins, since two is not the answer, and they lost one of their two first-round draft picks? Yeah, that's kind of really messed them up, hasn't it? Because this year was give Tua the opportunity to see what he can do, build an amazing roster, and then go and get an amazing quarterback if Tua's not the guy. And um, they're not going to be able to do that now, uh, I guess. Trade Tua... How many first-round picks do they have next year? The past they had two, years, now they have one. So they still have one first-round pick that they can work with. Right, but now, like you said, you don't have the ammunition to fire up to the top of the draft if you need to. Yeah, it depends how shit Tua is, I guess. <laughs> it, depends, it depends how bad he is. I actually quite like Tua. I, I think he's... I think the hype on him having the weak arms not going to help Tyreek Hill might be less i think they ruined him i don't think it's his fault i think his confidence is gone i think the dolphins ruined him and the only way you fix him is to get him the fuck out of miami to a coach who's going to bring him in as a backup and mold this kid into what he could be because i think that they did so much dirty shit to tua it messed with his confidence so i'm not blaming him but i have a feeling by mid-year teddy bridgewater is the quarterback of that team yeah, and you've got to feel that Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer for them either, really. Mm -hmm. like, I love Teddy and no. For where they're going, if you're going to pay a wide receiver to come to you, if you're going to pay him the highest paid money in the league, you want a Super Bowl coming very soon before you have to start paying like actual quarterback money and stuff like that. Like They've gone for it this year. They need to at least make the playoffs and probably a bit more than that this year. But when you've got Jalen Waddle and you've got Tyreek Hill and Cedric Wilson, underrated wide receiver, by the way, Cedric Wilson, when you've got those guys, everybody's singing, oh, bombs away down the field. But no, those guys are so quick. You can give them the ball in the short routes and get the yards after the catch. And that's where I think Tua might be able to build his confidence, just throwing like bubble screens to Tyreek Hill and he takes it for a 70-yard touchdown and stuff like that. I, I feel like they've They've actually built weapons around him that Tua can actually use in the way that people aren't expecting. And then in training camp, he's kind of shown that he's got the arm if Tyreek is open down the field. Like, if he if he's blown, if they've schemed Tyreek open, like, miles down the field because of all those bubble screens bringing forward, then Tua can hit him. Obviously, I'm not sure if he's got the zip to get it, like, over a defender and perfectly into Tyreek Hill in stride so he can walk down the Well, Tyreek Hill is so fast. You just launch that thing high and far to a spot and let him run and go get it. Yeah, definitely. But that's the problem. Tua doesn't have that arm to do that. Might be, He's got might be more arc. I can throw farther yeah. if I just launch that thing up in the air. You know what I mean? And I'm not a quarterback. so. And they say he's got a weak arm. What is a weak arm in the NFL, though? You know what I'm saying? They're not comparing against you and me throwing a football. Yeah, I, I think it's more – I don't think it's the distance that they're talking about. I think it's the, like, velocity that the ball right. goes. So, so now a, he has to be – Peyton Manning, he's got to see it way before it happens. Yeah. Guys like Peyton Manning, he didn't have the strongest arm, but he was so brilliant, he saw it before he even snapped the ball and then just threw to a spot. If I don't think two is, and I I don't think two is arms as weak as everybody says either. And I think the Dolphins did him a disservice by releasing that fucking video. What are these teams doing releasing these videos? 
I'm so weird. Yes. <laughs> I'm so oh, weird. Okay. Maybe it's because he's left-handed. Maybe people find it weird that he's left-handed, so they think his throws have got less velocity because it's spinning the other way. Maybe, maybe their eyes messing with them. But I like down the field. If you don't have the zip to like fire it past the defender, you do have to just like fling it up there. And luckily, you have Tyree Kill. I also love Jalen Waddle, who's getting missed a lot because Tyree Kill, you don't actually really have to throw to Tyree Kill that much for him to have an effect on the game. Like, right. you can throw to Tyree Kill. Like, what was it? The, I read a stat or heard a stat the other day. It was like the Chiefs threw to Tyree Kill five times or less in six games last year or something like that. And they averaged 35 points in those games where they threw to Tyree Kill five times or less. Um, and it's because he just. He stretches the field such a ridiculous amount. And then you drop it into Jalen Waddle, who's like Debo Samuel, but an actual number one wide receiver as well. Like, that's just something else. See, I they keep, like, we're talking about the weak arm. I can't get off this. They act like he's Chad Pennington after three shoulder surgeries and can't throw the ball 30 yards either. Did we not watch him at Alabama launch them down and let their receivers go grab it? So I think Tyreek, he'll have a lot of, um, but I think you're right. I think it's a lot of quick West Coast, three-step drop, fire, let the receiver go. A lot of what, when Aaron Rodgers is on schedule and he doesn't take the playoff schedule, three-step drop, get it to your receivers, let him go. I think that's what you do with Tua because of these receivers are so fast and so agile that you're going to see these guys bust open an 80-yard run from a five-yard pass. I think there's a possibility that Cedric Wilson has more long-distance throw touchdowns than to a Tonga Bailoa this year. Like, <laughs> he did it at the... He, just a possibility. I'm not saying it's 100% going to happen, but he did it at the Cowboys quite a lot because the Cowboys, like, we look like this big, down the field, lots of yardage team, but really ours was just a load of bubble screens running around the ball. So then you bubble screen it, Cedric Wilson, and then said Tyreek's already a fucking mile down the field by the time that happens, and hopefully he'll be open. And Cedric Wilson has an arm to get it there as well. And I, I, I genuinely think there's an opportunity for Cedric Wilson to get quite a few long-distance bombs as touchdowns this year. I'm not saying, like, two will have more long-distance bombs in terms of yardage thrown in the air, but not always going for touchdowns because of the coverage that they put on Tyreek Hill being just basically everybody will be at the end zone a lot of the time. <clears throat> yeah. And <laughs> I think Brady still probably ends up there with part ownership next year. So I think Tua's auditioning for other jobs at this point. I feel like the Dolphins have already moved on. They just didn't tell Tua yet. You know what I mean? Brady would be the, the way to negate that first round pick problem. Really, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just think if you're the Dolphins, you would have loved to be able to move up, get a guy to sit behind Brady for a year. But, you know, that's but that's what happens when you try to do shady shit. Like, we didn't even hit the fact that they lost the first this year in the third and 24 because they tried to get some shit done with Brady while he was still under contract with the Patriots. Yeah, they also didn't... Uh, Tampa, but they also didn't get the. Was it Tampa? Was it while he was with the Patriots? But it was both. They did both, but it started with the Patriots. Cool. 
yeah, sorry, I haven't really checked the news out that much yet. Fucking hell, that's really bad. Um, yeah, one point five million is like I don't care who you are. One point five million is a lot of money. Like that, like normally these fines are like a hundred grand, fifty grand. Like that's not much to them. Like they'll give that away to charity a lot of the time for tax purposes and that kind of thing. But one point five million to anybody is like that is a lot of money. That's an entire house in London that you can buy and rent out to somebody else, you know, like that's, that's a lot of money. Um, but yeah, that is, that's some shady shit. And obviously they haven't, they haven't, that's not even including the fact that they were obviously throwing games last year. Yeah. They got found year. not guilty of that though. They got found not guilty of trying to pay Brian Flores a hundred thousand, because if they admitted that, then they'd have to admit that Brian Flores, lawsuit was correct. So they could, they found him not guilty and then hit him for the Brady stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine what it would have been if they got found, like, they got found actually guilty of that, which they should have done. But yeah, the Dolphins are scumbags as well. I quite like the Dolphins until recently. Okay. <laughs> I got to put this out there. Anybody who betted on a Dolphins game last year in the United States, you have the right to start a class action lawsuit to sue the fuck out of them for your gambling losses because, and I don't care, you could have bet for or against, it doesn't matter if they win or lost. If you lost on a Dolphins bet, you have the right to sue them for your lost betting. So get on it because fuck him and all that shady shit they were doing down there anyway. Yeah, take them all. And I mean, Miami's no, like, Miami is the home of shady shit a little bit, isn't it? Like, let's be let's be perfectly honest but uh hey. yeah so i guess the body in the city that they're in every best story in the u.s starts with florida man or florida woman all the best stories start with that so the amount of, like i'm just thinking like miami in the 80s must have been like just the wildest place to be it was it, it was i watched a lot of documentaries go watch cope cocaine cowboys if you want to see what yeah that kind of stuff. And I'm sorry, that kind of stuff will still be happening, just not with the same stuff. Now it's um, fixing, fo not fixing football games, but throwing football games and stuff like that, apparently. But I'm sure we sh there's other dark shit underneath. <laughs> well, all right, guys. I think we hit it all for today. Thanks for watching. Keep your eyes open. We'll be coming back for more. And remember, tonight, after this airs, you will have well beyond the arc. Manoli and Montana are killing it. They're going to have the GOAT um, debate. And tonight, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, after well beyond the arc, it's MMA Underground with Buddy V, Cuzzo, and Cub Hawkins. So don't miss that. It's going to be great. And remember, check us out on Spotify and now iHeartRadio. All right, guys. Wow. Thanks for watching. Jay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who's the basketball goat? For me? Before we hand, before we hand over to Manoli. Who's the basketball okay, goat? Okay, everybody's going to crush me, and I'm probably biased as shit, but it will always be Bean. Kobe Bean Bryant is the greatest basketball player I've ever watched in my life. Michael Jordan, i not taking anything away from him. He needed Scottie Pippen. He needed the assassin in Steve Kerr. He needed Ku Coach or Cartwright. 
Um, if you look back, I do think Kobe has one less ring, but I think Kobe was a better player, a better dog, a better scorer. But a lot of people will kill me because, you know, Mike's going to always be the GOAT to them, six for six in the finals. I get it. But to me, it's Kobe being Bryant. Um, LeBron James is the NBA GOAT uh, just because of, like, how accomplished he is. And he's just a more all-round player than Michael Jordan. We have never seen a player like LeBron, but because he does not have that dog in him, that killer instinct like MJ and Kobe, he can't be the GOAT for me. But I I will never argue somebody who says LeBron. Never. I'll never argue with you if you say MJ either. I won't. It's just, to me, there's three guys who can be up there, and I'm okay with you saying any one of them. I hope Bill Russell gets a mention. RIP. RIP, Bill. Bill. Yeah, most championships of all time. 11, right? So, 11 rings. All right, guys. Hey, what you got going on with Travel Story Society? Uh, We're releasing the second season, finally. It's finally here. We've actually had time to sit down, record things, edit stuff. Me and Cynthia have both been finishing degrees, and then we've got our new job, which is linked to traveling, so... I'll be talking to you in these podcasts from all over the place in a minute, so that's great. Um, but it also means we get some amazing travel stories. So we're setting up uh, new things on the blog. Uh, it's all about uh, Israel. We're doing a whole series where uh, the company that I'm working for is paying, is funding people to go and do their Israel. Now, Israel is where you get a ticket where it's basically £385 to do Hello. <laughs> it's 385 pounds to get 15 days free travel all over Europe. Uh, so we're doing a series on uh, the blogs that those guys get while they're out having a good time and their stories. Uh, and then we're also releasing the second season finally because we've had some time to actually get to it and start recording. That'll be coming up this week. So uh, look out for that, guys. Yeah, somebody's upset I haven't fit, fed her yet. So she's been stalking me. So I figured she could come on camera. Say hi, Gyps. All right. Well, that's what the travel story society.com. That's one. All right, guys, make sure you go over there and check that out and go over to Spotify and check out five artists. You should know because you should know them. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. One world, one love. Deuces. Yeah.